Okay, so um, last week we spoke about the concept of stealing time, um, which is just a, an extension of um, indirect theft. Theft, not where a person openly takes something that doesn't belong to them, um, but in some other way, um, taking from someone else. And uh, we, this is how the, the Ramchal explains that m- most people in one way or another, when Chazal said that most people in one way or another um, are guilty of gazel, um, so that's so that's uh, because it's going to be through one of these tricky ways. And again, we're trying to work on the keys means to think about these different scenarios. These are the most common scenarios. Obviously, there may be other scenarios that we may have, you know, unique situations in life. But hopefully, once we think about these, so it'll help us to be on guard, and again, especially in financial matters, m- very small differences can make, can make a, uh, very small distinctions can make a difference in whether you are or are not allowed to do it. So the purpose here is not to come out to the clarity of what you are allowed to do, you're not allowed to do, but it's really more to raise our guard um, and certainly to ask the questions and uh, to try to raise the bar. I feel like I do have a more, probably more of a personal question related to that. But just in general, does uncalled, someone being uncalled 24-7 affect that in any way? Um, in terms of like what... The so again, the, mo- the, the most direct application of what we spoke about, the other very concrete application is literally an hourly worker. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a salaried worker who is, let's say, uh, a nine-to-five worker also, mm-hmm. you know, like, punch, you know, punch out, like, you're gone, right? Like, not five o'clock, done, right? That, so even though you're on a salary, but that's, I mean, it's more or less calculated, assuming that you're putting out a certain amount of product per, you know, per hour, and, and and paid accordingly, right? So um, once you start getting into more trickier setups, right? So you know, you, often when someone twenty four seven, nobody's actually expecting a person to work twenty four seven, right? That's, there's no such expectation. But so rather, what does it mean? It means you have a job, and the job needs to get done. Yeah. So then you're starting to wade into cobbler territory, into uh, uh, contractor territory, where you, know, you you're given a certain task. As long as you take care of this task, your employee doesn't care, doesn't doesn't care what you do, right? If, you, if you're very brilliant, you can manage to. Th- you know, a, a classic contractor is, you know, I just want to make sure that my, you know, my grass is is green and 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 mowed and nice and. Okay, over here, you're very safe over here. You're you're vaccinated. I'm fully vaccinated. 
We can put a partition. Right? Put a partition over here. Put a partition over here. Okay. So. All right. Thank you. Emotional support. Sitting close. Yes, emotional support. Okay. So, but again, you know, again, if you have very halakhalamaisa questions, um, the it's a great thing to uh, first speak to your employer. Yeah. Great, that's very good. So that's that's good either way because if you speak to your employer, right? He either he's going to tell you, yeah, actually, I I don't like it when you do that, right? Because like we were speaking about before, you know, an employee says, okay, I I, I got I got to go home uh, half an hour early. Oh, okay, um, thanks for letting me know. You know, like. I don't want to fire the guy, but certainly not happy about this, right? Uh, and then, then eventually you come to, hey, um, I've been thinking, maybe, maybe it's not good that I leave every day half an hour early. Do, do you actually mind? And like, well, now that you bring it up, I actually do mind. You, know, I prefer you said before that as long as you get the job done type of thing. Okay, so, and alternatively, if the employer says that, like, sure, no problem. Very glad for you to go. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. And, uh, you know, totally... And you know, mochel and everything. They're wonderful. He knows you're a super honest guy, and he probably appreciates you even more now. So good. Okay, fine. Klal Dover. The overall um, matter. Hasochor Eitzel Chaveiro, someone who is rented out to his fellow. For whatever work it may be, he nay. Call Shaosov Mohuros Hain Lo Yomo. If you rent it out for the day, all of your time has been rented out to him. And it does sound like the Ramkal understands it means the entire day. Which would be an effect, uh, a, a good way to understand why Hazal would exempt um, workers. If you have to sell the entire day, it's, there's no such thing. You buy, buy the day or you don't buy the day, right? And if you buy the day, buy, buy a person's day, so then the whole thing is yours, like he continues to say. Schirus, what's schirus? Renting a person. Mahira liyome, it's selling of the day. So if you're literally selling the time, then there can be no conditions inside of it, except for taking care of one's absolute needs. So perhaps that's how the Ramchal learned. Again, if something is absolute standard, um, where the employer even, you know, they, they built a gym inside the, inside the facility, they have a gym, right, for the employees to work out. That means they want you to work out. That's why they made it there, Right? Right. They want you to be physically healthy. They want you to be happy. They want you to be sharp. So, yeah, so that's that's fine. Okay. Um, so, komashi yigach mehen lehanosa. So, being that the time was sold, and any of it that you take for your own benefit, laze often she in whatever way that may be, ain't no el gozel gomor, absolute theft, v'im lo mochlo, 
Ainamoch. Like we said, unless he actually would leave Sholem and and it's tricky, like we've been stressing, it is tricky with an employer because employers can be coerced, they feel uncomfortable, they don't want to get bad reports, they don't want to have a bad reputation out there. What is it called? Glass, there's some website where, glass door where, like, you know, employees leave bad reports and then like, I know I have a, I have a childhood friend who is a business owner and he had some employees who were total bums and they left like really bad reports and now and then he had like a difficult time hiring so it's like so he's just kind of like you know people the employer might not feel comfortable to tell his employee actually I do mind and, but he actually does he's a good lawyer very liable definition please let us know oh yeah yeah sure they're recorded for them uh huh you can just say whatever you want and just make things up. For Google reviews, Yelp reviews? The whole industry based on it. It's suitable for libel slander. Like, oh, shoot. He should do what certain companies do and then tell their employees if you write a positive Google review, then they give you X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, you get a free something or other. Probably cash or something. Like okay. That. I got it. Good. But nonetheless, the point stands that the employer might not feel comfortable telling the employee that he does mind if he takes a longer lunch, if he leaves off early, if he makes photocopies, uh, checks your personal email, and the like. So a person has to really know, that's what the Ramakal is saying, ve'im lo mochlo eino mochul. He doesn't have to make a protest. It really already, you know, the time is his. So it's, he actually has to be mochul to the employee in order for that to be okay. Shekvar Amru Rabbusani Shekvar Mavracha Averu Shebein Adam Lechaveru En Yom HaKippur Mechaper Me Hashem Hashem can't forgive you. It's His. Ad Sheyirtze Eschaveru Okay. Volo Od Ela Now here is the Ramchal is going to make a a Kalvachomer over here um, pretty big Kiddush Volo Od Ela this is an example we spoke about, right? The guy is plowing his employer's field. He sees an old woman trying to cross the road. Says the Ramchal. You're not allowed to stop to go help her. It's not going to be considered to him a righteousness. Ella Avera Hibiyado. Rather, this is an Avera. She'ain Avera Mitzvah. An Avera cannot become Mitzvah. It's not like uh, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, it's an offset. Like, okay, fine. You know, I've got an Avera, but I also have a Mitzvah. An Avera cannot become a Mitzvah. Vekroxiv. Um, Snei gezel ba'ola. Hashem hates a gezel in an ola, which, which the Chazal uh, learn out that means even an ola, something that's being given to Hashem. So what does it mean gezel? I, I, yeah, I stole, but I gave it to Hashem. I didn't steal it for myself. And one could even make a strong argument. Listen, everything belongs to Hashem, right? So, so if everything belongs to Hashem, so this cow belongs, it's, it's befitting for it to go up on the Mizbech. What's the difference 
who did it. Um, so Robin Hood against Halacha. Yeah. Well, if one, one is arguing that maybe Halacha should be, one might think that the Halacha should be that that um, that it should count as a carbon. Um, so the uh, so again, like like we're saying over here, seemingly listen, one could make the argument like this. I and my boss are both obligated in helping this old woman. There's this old woman, she's trying to cross the road, right? Now, it's true that I'm working for him, but we're all obligated in mitzvahs, right? So kind of Hashem's authority trumps everybody else's authority, right? And so I should go and help her. Right? So the answer is no, you can't, you can't do that. Right? The analogy that... The Gemara in Sukkah says about this Pasuk, Sona Gazel Ba'ola, is that like a king who is passing through um, a, pay, a, 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 a toll station with his entourage, right? So, and he pays the toll. So the people that are with him are saying, well, why, why are you paying it? It's, it's all, every, everything belongs to you. Oh, yeah. so he says, because uh, if I start passing through the toll for free, so then other people are going to start doing it as well. Yeah, so, I mean, so, so Hashem, so to speak, made a limitation that even for himself, even he himself will not accept the stolen thing, even though seemingly everything should belong to him. So the Ola, he could take the Ola, because what's the difference who he comes from? It's all his. But he, he won't take it. Okay. Someone that has a big machlekes, big machlekes, Rishonim, uh, how to learn this Gemara. In fact, Noach, uh, you might remember this as being a sugya in the very beginning of Perik Shlosha Ochlu. Okay. Whether one that ate tevel makes a bracha chrona. Do you bench? If you ate non-kosher food, do you bench? Machlech is Rambam Raivad. Remember? Hazara, Hazara, Kash, Karachazar. Right, Yosef? That's why you have the tests. What? That's why you have the quizzes. But also, you have to be on that even. Okay. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it today. Actually, hopefully, if we if we get if we get to there, we'll talk about a related thing. Um. Okay. Hooray. So again, so stealing something, even though it went through all the processes of making the bread, etc. Okay, so without getting into whether the bracha, whether the theoretically one is chayv in the bracha or not, but uh, but the point is the bracha Hashem is not interested in. Even though the bracha is a good bracha, he's recognizing Hashem as the creator of food, but... The, it's not a bracha, it's, 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 it's disgusting to Hashem. Okay, Ubotseya Berach Niyus Hashem, 
So someone who blesses on basically stolen things is is a uh, disgusting to Hashem. Okay. So how terrible is it that something, a mitzvah, which is supposed to be for a person, a, a, a merit, actually becomes a demerit. He managed to turn a mitzvah into a demerit. This is where it comes up. Mitzvah Baba Veira is talking about a stolen lulav people use. Now these were all items. Here's, uh, up until now, the Ramchal has been quoting us Talmudic sources. Now, he's about to say a chiddush. Because until now, we've been talking about where the item itself is stolen. Right? And the Rishon talk about um, whether the Avera that was done to get the item, is it, um, is it a part of the item or is it external to the item? For example, say theoretically, if I could have gotten the item anyway, I could have borrowed it from you and used it, right? But instead I went and I stole it. So being that the stealing was not integral to the fulfillment of the mitzvah, it's not, uh, it, it doesn't prevent the fulfillment of the mitzvah. Right? It's only if the, if the stealing or, or whatever area that was done um, is necessary for the mitzvah. So, I mean, the mitzvah couldn't have been done any other way. Uh, then, then it becomes a mitzvah of Avera. Says the Ramchal that the same thing is true by Zman, by time. If I took time and use that time to do to do an Avera, to do the mitzvah, but the time I stole the time to do the mitzvah. Is the time an object? To say that, I mean, do we view time as simply being uh, like a place, like a like a location? Okay, so I, let's say I, I, I uh, trespassed and I put on film in somebody's uh, backyard without having the right to do that. Right? So, certainly, um, you see no reason why that would prevent the fulfillment of the mitzvah. Right? Um, so, the, the, that's not the mitzvah that I'm doing. The, the mitzvah that I'm doing is davening, and the trespassing is uh, it's not, it's not a part of that mitzvah. Seemingly. Ramchal says over here that, I, again, I don't know how far he would take. Maybe he would extend his his din even to what you're saying. But I think I think that he's saying enough of a chiddush without saying what you're saying, right? He's saying that that that, that the time is also the item. Meaning, every time you do something, say shake a lulav, you're shaking a lulav. In time, I mean, but, you, but you're also using that time. You're using the lulav and you're using time. So let's say theoretically that if a person is running late, late to work or something like that, and they miss davening on on the cholamod sukkahs, and they have the, they're not going to be able to like really daven except for at work because they need to be at work on time. They, they, they can't really daven or shake the little Nesro. They're going to miss out on all those mitzvahs, right? Um, 
So again, obviously we, we were talking about a situation where he has no lunch break, he has no anything, the employer is totally mocked, but like uh, in the times of the Gemara type of thing. Okay. So again, for Tfila, Hazal exempted these workers from most of Tfila. There's some basic Tfilas that they do. They say very, very short things, things that are absolutely obligatory, but for most things they're exempted. Even whatever the Bracha person say, just a little bit extra, that would also, even just that few moments or whatever that might be, right? That would also be stealing. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, if he did it during work time where he's not allowed to do it, that's what the, that's what the saying. That would be that would be an avail. Okay. The Adin no sein, which means he's making a um, limud. Adin no sein means it's it's a hu adin. It's a it's a he's making a binyan just like over there. So to over here, right? Just like in in taking the actual item which doesn't belong to you. So take so to taking the time inside of which you're taking the item is also going to be saying ki haray gazel is gazel stealing an item is called stealing gazel's man gazel and stealing the time is theft and you can't do the mitzvah without time you need this time to do the mitzvah ma gazel as a chayfetz ve osabo mitzvah nase snegur ktegur just like uh, taking the item which doesn't belong to you and trying to do a mitzvah, it becomes a, it becomes a prosecutor against him. Av gozel says man, vosa bo mitzvah, because he understands that you're doing the mitzvah with the time. It's not just that during that time you're doing it. It's it's with the time. Vosa bo mitzvah nasa snegor ktaver. So too also it becomes instead of a, being a defending. Entity becomes a prosecuting entity. Veda Kodesh Boruchu. I have to admit over here, the Ramchal is going to do what he's done many times. He's going to make a statement and he's going to bring verses as a support. Now he brings four psukim over here, four, as a support for the statement that he's about to make right now. And I, I tried, I tried, I could not figure out why he needs all the four psukim. Um, okay, let's see. Maybe you guys can help me. Um, so, What Hashem wants is a moon. What, what does it mean, a moon? It means to be someone that understands that Hashem runs the world. And to be faithful, to be unshaking, and do whatever it is that's the right thing. So it's not about accomplishing. Oh, but I want to accomplish more. Yeah, but Hashem doesn't want you to, obviously. I mean, if you're, if you're currently, if you sold your time, it's not yours right now, and there's an old woman crossing the road, oh, I want that mitzvah, I want to help her, I want to... Okay, but, but it's not yours. So that's, that's, uh, that's a lack of a muna. So, so, now he's going to bring four verses as a support for the fact that Hashem only wants emuna. 
verse number one. Emunim notar Hashem. Faithful ones are Hashem guards. Hashem guards the faithful ones. Second pasuk. Pishu she'arim v'yavo goy tzedek shomer emunim. Open up the gates, and the righteous nation will come through. The one that guards um, faithfulness is the Omer. Einai beemunai. My Hashem says, my eyes are on my faithful ones, or in my faithful ones. Eretz lashevasi modi. Uh, in the land to dwell with me. And finally, Vomer, Enayich Halo Leemuna. Your eyes, speaking to Hashem, are they not centered on faith? Looking at faith. Hashem guards the faithful, allows them to come in. Pays attention to them, and his eyes are on them. I, I, I don't know what. The, what the, I mean, the question that we always ask is, uh, why for me? Uh, obviously, if he, if he brought forward means he doesn't feel that any one of them is an absolute proof to the to the statement he's trying to bring. And somehow them. they, between the four of them, they complete me. They complete it to the point that there's no more need for a fifth one, unless we assume that there's just no other verses anywhere talking about the advantages of a moon. Okay, uh, so let's continue. As Hashem one day will be zochem. The four pieces to um, that's the problem. Again, he just. We haven't seen that. Four aspects of a Muna. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Random thought. Yeah. It was a good. It was a good. Yeah. That's obviously that would be the that would be an answer if, if we can find what they are at, and these would be the four of them. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going back to the general discussion that. Um, Nikius in Inyanim of Gezel is a very difficult thing, uh, and specifically in things that it's easy to fool oneself into thinking that it's okay that what we're doing. So, Vaf Iov, Heid al Iov, when he was talking about his own righteousness, um, one of the things that he discussed was. Um, being naki, being careful from um, this insidious theft, this uh, this um, not clear stealing, right? Stealing which is not blatant stealing. Yeah. So says Yehov about himself. Uh, it's like a rhetor. The whole pasuk is rhetorical, meaning, um, did I ever do this, right? Im tita ashuri mini aderek. Did I ever uh, um, deviate my 
straightness from the from 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 the way, which the Sforno means says means that um, you know, did I did I misunderstand? Did I mislearn a particular sugi? I mean, about what what one should or shouldn't do? Did I go crooked in my mind in certain areas? Right? Uh, and and uh, why would someone go crooked in his mind? Why would someone misunderstand the sugi? Why would someone judge incorrectly a particular situation? Because Because my heart went after my eyes. Right? The heart is the um, reference for judgment, for thought. Right, for, for, for analysis. So, person's mind is pulled after his eyes. The eyes see and the heart wants. Right? So, the eyes see, it means that uh, once, you, once you want it, then afterwards you justify the, how it's okay to, to get it. Right? So, you're saying that I never did that. But, so, but what theoretically would there have been to stray in the intellect why? Because he's going after his heart is being drawn after his eyes. And that something should cling to my to my palm. Which means did I pocket something? Right? So that we see here a progression. A person makes an incorrect intellectual judgment. Why? Because his eyes strayed him. And then what happens? Something just kind of sticks to his palm. Oh, it's a funny thing. It ended up over here. How, how did that happen? Oh, I didn't even realize. Right? Just the word sticky Right, the sticky, the sticky palms over here, right? Okay. So that's what... So Eov uh, is kind of charting out for us the process of how a person... Um, ends up stealing without really openly intending to do that. That's essentially what the purpose of Nikias is supposed to help overcome, right? This, exactly. This exact like, this process. Like this exact process. I want, then, I mean, my eyes see, I want, then my heart is drawn after that and I make a bad decision and I think, oh, this should be fine and end up having something stuck onto my palm. Now, the Ramkhal is about to say, why is it stuck onto your palm? Because you didn't actually take it. You didn't go ahead and pick it up and, you know, put it in your pocket, right? You just kind of, in a more um, organic process, ends up by, let's say, by time, right? Not actually actively going and taking your employer's money. You just, time, you kind of fell in, it fell into your pocket, right? Um, as well as... Uh, Competitive business practices and, and other such things that we've spoken about. Yeah? Okay, so. I think Please. It does sound like I'm confirming that the process of the case is a two step process. It seems to be the distance between where I am and what the law actually dictates, that's, that's actually a gray area that I'm unaware of. So number one is pursue clarifying what the law boundaries are in terms of what's and what's mother. Well, yes, but. 
is you see that the primary thing here is it's not the reason why these these things have not been made clear to him is not because of a lack of halachic knowledge. Right? In fact, sadly, some people even with dayanus, right, um, can end up you know, stealing, right, or certainly not stealing, but doing very dishonest things in business, right? Now, it's not for lack of, of halachic knowledge, it's for lack of the desire to, you know, be clean, right? So the main, the main emphasis over here is to realize that when I want, then I start talking myself into it and justifying it, and then I end up stealing indirectly. So, and that, that desire that's making us be over certain things could be it is the thing that we're over maybe a gray area that we don't know about but it's not, nonetheless also or maybe something we actually know ahead of time is also or it's more like if you thought about it right. or if you you probably realize you know what I, I should probably I should probably look into this, this, this yeah it's probably not okay yeah, but, but, but because you want it so you just kind of brush it under the rug and you don't treat it as an issue. You're not, you're not saying, yes, I know this. Is yeah, that's why everyone all the time says like, well, don't you know Russian horror is, is terrible? Yes, I do know it's terrible. So, well, you'd never eat a piece of pork, would you? No, I would So how come you speak in Russian horror? So, well, um, because pork is clearly awesome. There's absolutely no hava mean in the world like that maybe it's okay. Right? So, Lashon Hara is much more difficult because of that. Because there are situations where you are allowed to say something negative about someone. So, that's, so once that's the case, then already the Yitzhara starts playing with us. So, so, it sounds like we, everything we're talking about regarding halakhic parameters is really just indicators or assistances yes. to getting us to do the kiss. Exactly. Which is to say, hey, do you realize how far away you are from the truth? Why is that? And you see, kiss is introspection. Why, why, it's, it's, it's like, it, it, the identification and the, the burning out of the things that make us want to do the wrong thing. Yes. That's what we say, it's a start from the beginning. And the kiss is, where we have a taiva, we have a desire in our heart for certain things, and that tilts the scales of our intellect to permit us to do certain things that really we should not be doing. And again, I mean, sometimes it could be dependent on having, um, you know, certain halakhic knowledge that you're just totally unaware of, right? But that's not really, that's not in the realm of the keys, that's just called not to be in our hearts, right? But let's assume that a person learned the Shulchan Aruch and he knows what it says in the Shulchan Aruch, right? He can still be constantly, if he's not knocking, he's going to be constantly permitting himself this, that, and the other because this is okay, this is okay, that's okay. In fact, you know, some some people, they like become quite uh, knowledgeable in certain areas of, of, of halacha and things so that they can permit themselves all sorts, all, all sorts of things. Oh, it's okay. There's, there's a similar case that was once made permissible in a certain situation. You know, it's like, yeah. So, um, 
So, so, I'm, I'm sorry, because this, 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 this whole discussion we've been, we've been talking about regarding Gezel for paid day laborers, right? That's, that's, discussion, that, that's a halakha discussion we're having. But, yeah. but it's, it's really not the point. But the, the point is to, to illustrate, look how... Look how gray areas such as those are so fraught with the possibility of, of slipping up if you're not if you're not lucky. Yeah, that's that's the way for Yeah. Like I said, every person is going to potentially have their own shilas, and the truth is that most of them, either you can solve yourself, or by speaking with your supervisor, right, or by speaking out with your friend. There are many studios. If you just speak out with your friend, you know, like um, if if people just have to, uh, they did an interesting study. There was um, you had to fill out. I don't remember what it was. Some sort of a form where you would uh, testify. Let's say theoretically it was unemployment documents that like. I haven't worked uh, this for this long or whatever, something like this, and then you know, this person is going to get money or whatever for benefit, yeah, and then the, and then you sign on the bottom, and they were finding that that, that like a ridiculously high percentage of people were lying on the form, so they, they consulted with uh, with uh, some um, psychologists and things, and they said, you know what you should do, put it on top, put the the signing on top, which was, I <laughs> promise to tell the truth in the following document, and then they sign there, and then they go through the document, and they found that like it, you know, it, it like cut the percentage of lying, but like you know, by you know, into a third, right, of what it had been, because once a person kind of commits to like telling the truth. Afterwards, it's like doesn't feel so good. this way. They initially like yeah, lying, lying, lying. And afterwards, well, you already lied all that lie. You might as well just, just sign and, and submit so we, it quickly. Oh, we erase it. Do we already well, yeah. so. <laughs> right. But if you already kind of come into it with an attitude of well, okay, I, should, I think I'm gonna tell the truth. Then afterwards, you'll actually probably stick to it. So what I'm saying is, just speak it over with your friend, right? Just be like, hey. um Keep taking pens from my work. <laughs> I don't know if I should be doing that. And the moment you even verbalize, you're like, I, I think I got it, right? So that that'll be. Um, it's, it's often as simple as that. If maybe you have to ask a rabbi, that that would also be um, good. Okay, so vehabet yafi Take a look. Really, habait is to stare, stare, stare at this beauty of this analogy. Ki dima hagazel habilti nigla. He of compared um, non-explicit theft. Kedaver hamizdabek. Like something that clings to my hand. Now, when something clings to my hand, I didn't actually take it per se, but I end up owning something that's not mine. Now, I should actually push it off my hand and leave it there, right? If I discover something stuck to my hand, I should peel it off and put it back, right? But I don't do that. I just passively 
the thing just kind of comes along with me. Sha'afalpi, Sha'ain Ha'adam Holeh, Lechatchila, Litoloso, Venishar, Dabuk, Melov. He's not actually going actively and stealing the thing, but the thing just kind of stays attached to his hand. So, so, Biyadu, what's the difference? At the end, they you stole. Stealing is stealing. If you got in your house pens that have my business name on them, that means that you stole them. The fact that they happen to have been in your pocket, right, when you went home from work, doesn't make it any better. Right? So, the thing happened. So, it's not about the active, explicit thing. It's just about... If at the end of the day it was stolen, then that's called theft, even without being explicit. So to over here, even though a person is not actively going and explicitly stealing, but people, it, it feels like. How come I'm not getting any freebies over here? How come I can't make some photocopies? Or like, why am I not able to get something a little bit more over here? Unbelievable human nature, huh? Because like, even no matter how much you make, you're making $150,000, you're still stealing pounds from the, from the workforce. <laughs> Like we said, what's the process? The process is the eye see and then the heart wants. Instead of the other way around. First the heart should determine and then tell the eyes what you're allowed to look at. Right, so but here it's the heart, instead of the heart ruling over the eyes, Shalo Lihyos Noyim Lahem as Right, which is one of the Ten Commandments, is losachmo, not to be desirous over other people's things. Right now, the first man, what do you mean? But how can I not be desirous? I, I, I'm not doing anything, but I'm desirous. What do you want me? I like the thing. I, I, I'd like it. She says. So the Ibn Ezra says, if you had it in your heart. You spoke, it has no shaykhs to me at all. It, I couldn't. It, it, it's like living. It, it's like the thing is in the parallel universe. The Ibn Ezra is speaking specifically about your fellow's wife. Yeah. So, uh, so the question was, how can a person not have hamdi? He's very. I don't know. He likes this woman a lot, right? He's not. He doesn't even speak to her ever, but he just. Likes her. What are you supposed to do? So Ibn Ezra first gives an, an analogy. He says, if a, if, a, if, a, if a commoner, peasant, sees the royal chariot riding by with all the trumpeteers and everything, he sees this beautiful, you know, queen over there next to the king, right? No matter how beautiful she is, he'll be super happy for his king, but like, a thought, like, there's not going to be any trace of Hamda because it's like it's not shaykh no shaykh there's no possibility of of, of, of of that ever happening so he says you know, really each one of us has a hashgah Hashem sends to every person exactly what is coming to him and nothing else the 
the, there's a reason why when a little baby comes into the world, it, it, it lives inside its mother's womb, it eats what its mother eats, it drinks what its mother drinks, right? And some other baby in some other mother's stomach, right, is, is having what it's having, and it's, no matter, there's no way that you could possibly be eating what that baby's eating. You're two, in two different wombs, right? So to each one of us. There's an umbilical cord coming down to you. It's feeding you your thing. So how are you thinking, what's, what's the crazy thought that you're going to want his thing? His thing is in a different umbilical cord. Right? So, if, if you'd like more, then you know, yank on your umbilical cord or something, right? Try to try to try to squeeze it a little bit, milk it. But 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 wanting what's in his umbilical cord is ridiculous, right? So, once the heart gets that clear, then the eyes just say, "Okay, fine." So so forget it. So it's not mine. Not relevant. Right, but but as long as the uh, but here's the other way around that the inayim are moshkim the eyes want and then the hearts are saying oh so I think that's my, I think they should be mine. Levakish heterim alma shenira lehav yalfa v'dach that which appears to them to be beautiful and desirous. Alkain. Amor, Eov, Shehu, Lokein, also. That's why Eov says, but me, I, ne- I never did that. Lohalach, Libo, Acher, Enav, his heart was not drawn after his eyes, Alkein, Lodabak, Bekapav. And therefore, he never stole Meuma, anything. Right, so, theft is really where our mind is drawn around by our hearts right? is commanded around by our hearts and again the eye is insatiable it's insatiable the eye it wants wants more and more and more it's never happy right so only once we get it into our mind what I what's mine it was sent to me by Hashem and what was not sent to me by Hashem has no shaykhs to me at all. It's in a difficult, different umbilical cord, and I wouldn't want it like we spoke about before with ribus. Remember the beginning of, of over here with the with the theft, right? Where where people are thinking that if you want more, you're going to take it from somebody else. No, there's no such possibility to take from anybody else. It's like uh, stealing somebody else's wife, taking ribus from them, or something else like that, right? Rather. Person is limited to what is his, in his umbilical cord. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. The umbilical cord? No, that's uh, that's actually the the Gemara Nida, the one describes the position of the fetus. So it goes through all the things uh, and and uh, the morale in Drush. Shuva talks about that this is where Hashem is teaching us how to be a tzaddik. And one of those is a muna. The belief that I'm in my own little world, I'm in my own little cocoon, I'm in my womb, and I got my umbilical cord. I'm being fed by my own hashgacha. And it has nothing to do with his womb and his hashgacha. 
Okay. Um, so let's let's uh, let's start. We do we do have eight minutes. We'll start uh, the concept of hono, um, which means overcharging, overcharging people for services for products. No. In America, was it wasn't you know. You follow soccer, it's great. You, know, you make, make make more money on him, right? So, in halacha, there's limitations on how much profit you're allowed to make. Now it's getting more dangerous because now you're talking about my own profits. Is before you were talking about other people's things or even taking away their customers right so you're saying listen come on it's that, that man's had a business here for 10 years you're going to come now next door you're going to steal his customers not nice you're taking away his business but here what do you mean Hashem is selling me this business I, this is great right I got this customer coming in he's flush you know, flush with cash this is my big opportunity. I'm going to sell them like three of everything. Right? At last year's, you know, like at, at the pre-sale prices. Okay. So, it's very difficult because so, because it's, now it's your own, it's your own parnos. It's coming to me. The money, is, it's my money. So it's very easy to be seduced. So listen, you're supposed to do ishtadlus to make money, right? You're supposed to ishtadlus, effort. You're supposed to try to do something. Okay, so, well, you gotta make the product look attractive you gotta make it look nice what if you what if you have meat that doesn't has been already from yesterday it doesn't look so fresh can you can you pour some blood over it raw meat you're a butcher you're selling raw meat can you pour some fresh blood over it to kind of make the meat look fresher what yeah, so no, 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 not that late. No, no, no. So, so you, I mean, you're supposed to make your thing look more attractive, right? I just want to run a business. I want to run a business. I want Laman Yisratzelo, and to be a little bit of a salesman. Now listen, this this thing you get this thing it'll solve all your problems. You know how your show buys problems, right? You get this suit, you guys gonna love you. All the text messages you send with your wife on. Checking all the time with your wife. Right. So a salesman, right? So yeah. Uh, Again, back to our conversation before about 
advertising and sales. In fact, what, 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 if, if it's one beautiful thing that actually I, I love about uh, Israel, is when Americans come to uh, come come to Israel, they're like, I was talking to one person, he's like, I don't know, like, what to do with these guys, like, you know, uh, what, what was his expression? His expression was that. Uh, Something like the, the the store owner that he was trying to like buy his furniture from, like was treating him as if he's like a stalker. And he's like, as if, like he kept calling him, and like the guy wouldn't return his calls. And like he's like, do you like? Are you looking to sell furniture or not? Like why? Why do I have to like? You know, so for Americans, it's so foreign. Like you know, but in Israel, there's this a little bit of an attitude of like, listen, I already have my parnosa. You know, if, if you want your thing, you have to play by my rules. You know, like otherwise, go 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 buy it somewhere else. I don't, yeah. Right? So it's like for Americans, it's like so off-putting, right? It's like, what do you mean? You should be like advertising, soliciting, calling me, like, right? Um, but so, so so the point is that how much money, how much effort, how much time is goes into sales? Right before we spoke about advertising, we were, we were talking about businesses competing, and I think somebody threw out the number like fifty percent of all company. I don't know if it was a true number. Not. One of the people in the, um, in, the in the group said so like fifty percent of the company's expenses are in advertising, um, you know, marketing, advertising, all that stuff. Right. So now let's add sales. I, I believe some of the highest earning em- employees in a company are the salesmen, right? Because the company literally gives them a commission. You close the sale, you get 10%, right? Why? Because sweet talk, right? You, you talk the guy into it. What if there was no salesman? It was just customers making their own you know, informed decisions, right? You're only buying what you need. You never, never talked into anything. Across the board. Okay. So, Vayomar calls that. And Chazal said about all of this, Yesh Zoriz Vinisker. He only quotes a little part of the Gemara. The Gemara says, there is someone who is Zoriz, someone who is Alacritus, Vinisker, and he makes it, and he is rewarded. Someone who is Zariz and he is punished. What's that? One is the person who works hard during the six days of the week um, and then rests on Shabbos. The other one is he works on Shabbos also. Yeah? So the Ramkal says that in relation to this, it could be applied this as well. Um, that the point is, you can be, be just, if you work with Jesus, you make good money, do, make a good product. Make it good, make it inexpensive, and let the customers come to you. Instead of looking to manipulate them. Yeah? To make your product look better than it really is, to talk him into it. Like the Pasuk says in Mishlei, Vayad Harutzim Tashir. The hand of a person who is Zrizus, who is Alacritus in his work, that's what's going to become rich. And it says over there, right before that, in that same Pasuk, that Ra'ash uh, Remiyad, um, one who is tricky of hand, will become impoverished. 
He's someone who's trying to play shtick, someone who's trying to manipulate things, so he's going to actually ultimately become impoverished. Okay, let's um, stop here.